All right, well, good morning, everyone, again. Moms, it's so good to have you here. Uh, we have a couple of things that we want to do this morning. But before we get into the miracle of magnifying moms, motherhood, a couple of things uh, that we should also pause to take notice of. First, on uh, maybe just a bit of a sadder note, uh, in case you haven't heard, longtime member and dear friend Jim Bennett passed away this last week. He's meant a lot to many of the people in this room and certainly to the church and been a blessing to me as well. And the services will be this Tuesday at 11 o'clock if you can join us for that. Uh, the time to follow is for out-of-town guests and, and family, but we all want to be here for the service to celebrate and minister to the family as well. So uh, he's in heaven. We know that to be sure. So even though we miss him dearly, we can rejoice because we know that he was ready and eager to be reunited with his Lord and with his wife. And so, uh, bittersweet, as it usually is. Secondly, on a happier note, yesterday we celebrated uh, the graduation and commencement at Shasta Bible College and Graduate School right across the street, and had several quality people uh, graduate from various levels of education and um, two of those graduates are very special to us today in terms of our own church and serving in ministry. So I want to call them up. John and Ridge, would you guys come on up here to the stage, please? Come on up, guys. All right. Well, we want to take a moment and recognize their hard work and not only did they graduate with bachelor's degrees, which is hard enough these days, but they graduated in Bible, theology, biblical counseling, areas that are going to really prepare them to be used by the Lord in the future. And I know um, we've only seen the beginning of what God is doing in the lives of these two young men, and we get to see that unfold. Let me start with Ridge. Ridge, uh, thank you so much. You've played on the worship team for so long, served in youth ministry with John, and helped out in our church, wherever you can, and your humble spirit and dedication and obedience to God's word and your love for his word is such a blessing to us, and uh, we cherish that God brought you here to do that bachelor's degree education. We have the gift for you. This is a book called Spiritual Leadership by Henry and Richard Blackaby, and it will serve you well as you prepare to be used by the Lord in the future. Congratulate Ridge, if you would. And then our own John Salmon, huh? And uh, how about that? John graduated. That's a miracle in and of itself. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. He did, he did wonderfully well. The only thing is, you know, he's, he, we hired him on as our youth intern, um, and he does a fabulous job. He and Sarah are, for their experience level, way beyond what you would expect. But what I love about John's spirit is John is genuinely humble and sincere, which is harder and harder to find in young men going into the ministry these days. Loves the word of God and is excellent at building relationships with the young people, with the students. He genuinely cares for them. And it doesn't matter what background they have or where they're at in life. Equally, he gives them his all and loves them well. And Sarah and he serve Faithfully. Now, the only thing is, we're still going to keep him on as our youth intern. Yesterday, in practicing for the ceremony, um, he got up and he had his little chance to say something. And 
he talked about how wonderful the Giants were. So he was fired on the spot. But that's nothing new for John. He's fired on a regular basis. So anyway, we need him too badly to let him go very far. So John, congratulations on your hard work. We're proud of you, and we're glad that God has called you to serve with us. And here also is spiritual leadership for you. Are you, are you going to announce yours at all? Huh? Are you going to announce your degree? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Go ahead. Thanks, John. What a blessing these guys are. So many of the students from Shasta Bible College, we continue to see God do great work there and are so blessed to partner with them and support that important mission. Now we turn to mothers, mothers this morning. I I just want to encourage you, you know, there's so many opportunities to speak to moms and preach to moms on Mother's Day, and it happens to fall on this day where we look into God's Word. But today we have our children with us. How about that, huh? We've got kids in the service, teenagers, young people. So we've asked them to come in because we want them to celebrate moms and also learn from God's Word about how we should respond to our own mothers. So this morning we're going to do something a little bit differently. We have a two-part message. Our sermon is in two parts. First to the moms and then to the children. And we're going to have two separate messages. So in your worship folder there are two separate sets of sermon notes. So moms take out your sermon notes for moms and then kids get a copy also for kids. Now, if you have multiple children, you're going to have to elect one of your children to be the scribe for the kids, okay? The oldest one, probably. They're going to have to take the notes for the rest of the kids. Now, I'm, I'm encouraging you guys. I really want you to write down what God tells you. Now, kids, we're going to get to you guys in a minute, so you get to just uh, listen to moms for a minute. But then when it's your turn, we want you to write down some notes, take it home, hang it on your refrigerator, and practice this week, okay? All right. Now, Moms teach us so much. You know, moms give us, they are always leading us to grow. God has put them in our lives so that we continue to learn more about God and grow more. They, they teach us. You know, moms teach in a lot of different ways. You're probably familiar with some of the um, less popular ways that they teach us. Moms teach us about logic. When they say things like, if you fall off that swing, you're not going to be able to go with the store to me. Or if your friends all jump off the bridge or the cliff, are you going to do that as well? I mean, that's a little lesson in logic, right? How many have said that at times? Okay, you're, some of you are honest. How about genetics? They teach us about genetics when they say, you are just like your father. Uh-huh. I, some, of, some of them are like, yeah, we say that quite often and not always in the best context but also about patience. Moms teach us about patience. Oh, you just wait till we get back to the house. You just wait till your father gets home, right? Teaching us about patience. They teach us how to receive. You're going to get it when we get back home. I'm not sure what you're gonna get, but you have to learn from mom. Moms teach us about religion. When they say, you better pray that stain comes out of the carpet, young person. (laughs) Right? They teach us how to endure. You're going to stay seated at that table until you finish all of those vegetables. Right? How many kids are grateful for moms making them eat vegetables? All right. Good for you. They teach us how to endure. They teach us about life and death. 
when they say, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Remember that one? And finally, they teach us about justice. How many have said or heard said, I can't wait till you have kids one day. And I hope that you get to experience this too, because then I will get justice. And some grandparents are smiling because they're seeing it play out, right? It's true. A lot of different ways moms teach us. We'll turn to Proverbs chapter 31. We're going to look at a few verses to begin with moms in Proverbs, and beginning in verse 26. Proverbs 31, verse 26. Now, look at this. Proverbs is that chapter talking about women, and, 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 and just relax, ladies. This is going to be good for you. This is going to help you. This is not going to be beating up moms. Look at verse 26. She, that's moms, that's wives. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So let's ground ourselves and reset ourselves, moms. What is worthy of praise? What is it that is good that you can be blessed for? So I want to begin by rising up and blessing you. It says there in verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. And to rise up in the Hebrew means to assert yourself, to establish something, to make it actually occur. When you set your mind and heart and hand to something and you go, I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm going to get rid of these distractions and get on my way and start making this happen. That's what it means to rise up. And so we want to today rise up. We want to assert ourselves. We want to go out of our way. Be diligent to make this happen. To make what happen? To bless you. To say that you're a blessing. To be a blessing in return back to you. We rise up and bless you for two things. Primarily for your care. Moms have a unique role in this world, in the family. The role of caring beyond anybody else. What a, what a beautiful picture, moms, that you get to paint for us of what God's heart is as he cares for his children. Because you just got to, I mean, no matter how cantankerous the child is, some of you have those, or quiet and reserved they are, some of you have those, no matter how funny they are, difficult they might be at times, the mom never stops caring for her child. When others may stop, Based on the conditions, if certain things happen, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to walk away, I'm giving up on you. But moms never do that, do they, on their kids? And good for you, mom. Blessings to you. Moms provide help for their children. And by the way, this is to biological mothers. This is to mothers who have adopted. This is to mothers who have lost. This is to mothers who have a mother's heart in caring for children and for others. All of those mothers care, um, provide nourishment for growth in lives of children around them, right? They are providing comfort to the kid. When child goes to school or goes to 
Cub Scouts or Girl Scouts or to the park or to the movies or whatever it is, and they go and, and people are unkind to them and they learn, don't they? Learn very early that the world is sometimes harsh, that they don't always get tenderness. They're not always treated with respect and care in the world out there, are they? But when they come home, who's the one person that kids rely upon consistently to provide comfort? When the world falls apart, when nothing else seems to work, we can count on you, moms, to care. We can count on you to care unconditionally, deeply, providing comfort for children, to protect children. You know, um, there's that old uh, saying, don't get in the way of mama bear when she's defending her cubs. And I think that's a really good analogy that shows us the care of a mother. I have some stories that I could tell you about Julie, but she probably wouldn't want me to tell you them. About when one of our children's safety and well-being and harm was threatened as they were growing up. Even today, she's been known to get in the car and drive 12 hours to get there to protect her adult college-age children. Moms just have a heart that God has given them that this is my child. God has trusted me with the life of this precious one. There's a bond that establishes care for eternity. It never ends. A mother's always caring, always interested, nurturing, edifying, building up of her own children. And that shows us really the character of God, doesn't it? What a precious gift. Moms, you show us the nature of God. We know that much more of God's infinite care and unconditional love for us because of you and the role that God's given you. Grandmothers and aunts who act like mothers. We rise up and bless you because you care deeply, genuinely. You show us what it means to care. Secondly, we rise up and bless you for your love. For your love. You remember what love is. I want to read to you a couple lines out of 1 Corinthians 13. Not long ago in my own life, it was a few years back, I had preached, read, heard, about 1 Corinthians 13 love, most of my Christian life. And one day, when reading it for the 50 billionth time, it sunk in and made sense. It occurred to me, this is really what love is. Not anything else that we call love. This is the definition of love. Listen, verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Suffers long means put up with a whole lot of back talk from your kids. Put up with the kids when they don't listen, when they're squirrely, when your patience is weaning. I know already some moms are starting to beat yourself up. Oh, that's not me. I'm not, I don't suffer long and kind. You know what? To be a good mom doesn't mean to be perfect. It means to be faithful to love your children. And moms, by the way, one of the best things that you could ever do to help continually loving your children when you fail is to apologize. Don't be afraid to be humble in the eyes of your children. Don't be afraid to repent. There's blessing and healing in repentance. And so when we, when we make mistakes, mom, and when our patience runs out and, and when it seems like we're not being so kind, believe me, you're the kindest person to that child in their life at that very time. And a word of repentance goes a long way. Does not envy. 
Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Think about the love of a mom for, for their child. There's no sense of this is all about me in mom's heart. Usually the mom with their own children is, it's all about you. That's, see, love is outwardly focused. It's not self-serving, and, and we see that in you, moms. Do not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked, and it thinks no evil. You don't think evil to your children, at least not most of the time you don't. Not for very long. Does not rejoice in iniquity, sin, but rejoices instead in truth. Bears all things, believes all things about their children, always believing the best, hoping all things, always hoping for their well-being and their benefit. Even when things look hopeless, you never give up hoping for your children, endures all things. No matter what comes down the road, uh, trial, sickness, uh, difficulty, even your own personal struggles and issues, always believing and enduring all things for your children. You show us, you give us, moms, God's love. God places that love within your heart to show us what it looks like. Mom loving their children. Did you know that even, there are some times, I wish I had more time to do this, but there are some times in the scripture where it's referring to God's personal yearning, aching love for his people, and it uses a word that is similar to the word womb. Womb, that's where babies are carried, right? Because there's this special, unbreakable, wonderful love relationship between a mother and her children that she carries and gives birth to in the womb, and that's the very same special connection, inseparable love that God has for his people. So moms, thank you for doing that. It's not always easy, is it? And you don't ever get uh, a vacation from being a mom. You don't ever get to escape for a little while and take a time out. You're mom 24-7, aren't you? Think about all that moms do, kids, when they get up before you and get your breakfast ready and get your lunch ready, and they're already starting to get dinner ready. Some of them on the way to work, also on the way to school, also have to think about going to work themselves, don't they? And then they're already thinking about when you get home from school, how to care for you and hear about your day and set you up for the homework that you have and whatever after-school activities, running children to and from and there and there and putting them all this and going to the store and get baseball equipment and soccer, right? And all the things and then dinner and then clean up and laundry and getting ready for the next day long after children are in bed. Thanks, moms. We rise up even for the little things, and we bless you. We call you blessed because in all of that, God shows us what his love looks like. Now, that's the first part, moms. We rise up and bless you. The second part is this. We humbly exhort you. We humbly exhort you. Turn to Psalm 127. Exhort means to encourage. So good news, moms. You came to church this morning to get encouraged. We want to bless you and we want to encourage you because there isn't a harder task. There isn't a more difficult role on this planet than being a mother. Today more so than ever. 
be encouraged. Listen to Psalm 127 and verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Now let me just, how is that encouraging to you? First of all, it says children, behold, are a heritage from the Lord. Now don't pass that over. Listen to what that really means. There's a lot of impregnated, hidden meaning in that word heritage. It's a word that means something similar to inheritance. But we don't really understand the Eastern concept of inheritance today. Inheritance in the Bible is like something that God gives that's from him as a blessing to enjoy from him. The classic example, moms, is in the Old Testament, God gave the children of Israel as their inheritance a certain land. As a matter of fact, when you go back through Numbers and Deuteronomy and you read all those promises, when God gives the children of Israel the promised land, Canaan, you remember? He always talks about it in terms of them getting that land as an inheritance, watch this, to possess. And that word in the scriptures that they use for possess is the same word as heritage right here. To occupy. Think about it. Now stay with me. Stay with me. What did God give his children the promised land for? He gave them this land as he called them out to be his own special people so that, watch this, it's a a land where he would chase out their enemies and he would provide milk and honey, right? Abundant blessing, even beyond what they have to work for. So God blesses with that land. He gives gracious gifts in that land. But watch this. He also gives the children of Israel this blessed land to occupy for a very specific purpose. Stay with me, moms. What's the purpose? That they might learn to raise up their families, their children, in the ways of the Lord, that the land of Canaan, the promised land, would be a land on this earth where the rest of all the planet could look to and say, that's how God is very different. He's holy. He's righteous. His love endures forever. How do we know that? We see that in his people. Make no mistake, when God gives an inheritance, it also comes with a responsibility to live in, occupy, reside in, under the purposes of God for the glory of God. Moms, under the purposes of God for the glory of God. Children are a blessed inheritance from the Lord. He's given it to you to bless you, now watch this, that you occupy reside in, live under the purposes of, and for the glory of God. God has given you children like a promised land so that you will enjoy being his person, his mother, his woman, his child. And as you raise and train up your own children, it shows the rest of the world who God is. That's your inheritance. That is your heritage. Now, the encouragement is this, moms. Remember that the children are given to you as a heritage. They're not for your purposes necessarily. Listen, they're not even for their own purposes necessarily. They've been given to you to enjoy, to be blessed by, to blessed under the specific direction and giving glory to God.
And I want to say this to you, moms, because there is no greater joy for the heart of a mom. None. There's no reward like seeing and experiencing God work in the life of your child. When God works, when they, when they follow his ways, when they learn who God is and they begin to encounter God personally and be blessed by God. Listen, moms. Listen, moms. There's, there's nothing that will bring a greater reward. There's no rest like experiencing God work in the lives of your children. And that's when you occupy the land. That's when you own the inheritance, your heritage when God's working in the lives of your children and you get to be part of that process. Walk into the lives of your children's mom, I'm encouraging you. Walk right smack dab in the middle of everything they do and all that they are and continually point to Jesus Christ and his word in everything. Psalm 37 says this in verse three, listen. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. What are we talking about? Children are a heritage, just like the promised land. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. You see, moms, you are recipients of the faithfulness of God most when you are raising, training up your children in the ways of the Lord to give the Lord glory, even when that's difficult. That's when you're feeding on the faithfulness of God just like the children of Israel, in the land. And then it says, delight yourself also in the Lord. Find God in the process and delight yourself in him. Mom, two things. Set a new start from today, a new beginning if you need to. Two things. Number one, spend time with God no matter what. Spend time with God no matter what happens. Because we always say spend time with God, but see, most of us, and moms and dads, this, is, this applies to all of us, most of us sort of spend time with God until the circumstances in life come that are, seem like they're too much, right? Well, I can't spend time with God because, now moms, you got all kinds of really neat excuses, I mean, built-in ones. The more kids you have, the harder it is to spend time with God. Am I right? Am I speaking to the right crowd, moms? There's nothing harder, there's nothing harder than a mom getting away alone to spend time with God with little children running in their home. So spend time with God no matter what. Because that's where you find delight. That's where you find delight in your purpose. Delight in Knowing, listen, you don't have to worry about what all the media says today about being moms. You don't have to worry about the expectations of the world or the people around you. Put all that aside. Delight yourself in the Lord. Spend time with him and let him show you, reaffirm in your life that it's good to be a faithful mom who stands strong for the Lord in the lives of their children. And you can delight in that. You can enjoy that process. That brings joy to your soul, moms, like nothing else. Second thing is this, trust in God no matter what. Uh, Trust in the Lord, it said in Psalm 37. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. That means that moms raising kids today, training up children and nurturing them, at some point... It's going to take you beyond what you have. Hey, moms, is this true? 
I mean, at some point, you're just not capable. There aren't enough hands and arms on your body, or, or there's not enough mental energy to keep up with it all. I've experienced in my, in my, with my own children such heartbreak in their lives that there are just no words for mom or for dad to say. Moms, when there are no words left, when you don't have enough arms on your body, when you just don't have the mental energy enough, delight yourself in the Lord and trust in his ways. Trust in God. Hey, listen, I, I, know, I know it seems simple, but mom, when was the last time you got on your knees and asked the Lord to help you with your children? I don't know what to do, God. I don't know how to give them the right answers. I just have to trust in you. Trust in the Lord no matter what happens. No matter what comes your way. Find joy in the Lord. Trust in him. Now, all the way back to Psalm 127, and we'll wrap up our time with moms here. Turn to kids. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Now, watch this, verse 4. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So we said, um, look to the giver, moms. Look to the giver first, because the heritage is from God, and it's to God. But secondly, look to the child's heart. Look to the child's heart. You find that in this verse, actually. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Um, moms, I want to encourage you. Think about your children. Now, this is grandparents, and if you have a mother's heart, and there are kids that, mom, that God has called you to mother and shepherd, this applies to all of the moms. Think of the children in your life as arrows with a very distinct purpose, right? A warrior has only one purpose for the arrow, and that is to hit its target, to take its course and nail the spot and do against the enemy. That's what a warrior does with arrows. That's what God has given us children for. God's purposes are being advanced, and there's resistance in the world, the flesh, the devil, all is coming against the ways of God, and God gives us these arrows to hold back, to fight against, to gain victory in the ways of God, and they're called our children. The next generation has the potential to radically transform the entire world. But you have to look to their heart first. You see, to aim the arrow... To, to point the arrow and draw back and set it on the right course means to look through their heart to where God is working. I'm going to say it this way, and then I'm going to just move on. Moms, I hope this sinks in for you. Moms, we don't parent our kids for results. Stop thinking about, if I parent them, I'll get this result. If I do this and teach them this, I'll get this result. That's short thinking. We want to set the arrow for its target. Parent instead to shepherd their heart toward God. 
In any given situation, circumstance, or lesson to be learned by a child, even the simple things in life, look into their heart and see what do they understand about God and His ways right now, and how can I direct their attention? How can I point them to the direction in their heart so that they want to follow and want to serve God? And that's like aiming the arrow in the direction of the target. Shepherd their heart. Parent for their heart to go after God. Nurture their heart to love his ways and to look for him in their lives. And then, and then moms, one day, one day you get to let him fly. One day you get to let go. And you get to watch their life as the arrow shoots off. And if you've done your job right and shepherded their heart, it shoots off towards God and his purposes and his glory and holds back the enemy and advances the kingdom of God. And they go on. Moms, your children can go on farther than you ever imagined toward advancing God's kingdom and his glory. So much more than you ever thought. Shepherd their hearts toward God. Okay, moms, we rise up and bless you and call you blessed. And we humbly exhort you to focus on the giver of the heritage and shepherd their hearts. Look to their hearts. Children. What about kids? All right, time to wake them up. Do we have any kids in here? Do we have any teenagers 17 years old and, and younger? Are you here? All right, I'm going to call Pastor Ben up. Pastor Ben's going to help me. We have some fun exercises we're going to do to get you involved and to bless you guys. So come on up, Ben. And Now, kids, raise your hand. I'm going to see them. What kids are in the room? Kids, kids, children, teenagers, raise them high. Who are you? Where are you? What do we have, Pastor Ben? Well, we're going to do a little game really quick, all right? Is that okay? Okay, you guys got your hand raised? First of all, great job. Like, let's give a hand to these kids. Like, it was amazing. They, they did a great job listening. That was, that was a great gift to your mom. We'd like to do something else. I know it's Mother's Day, and for kids, a lot of kids, sometimes it's rough trying to think of what can I do for my mom, and you don't really have any money or anything. So what we did for some of you kids is we got your mom a little Mother's Day gift, all right? It, uh, it could be jewelry in here, or it could be something even better that she might like even more. But it's something kind of cool. I think you'll like it. But it's a game, all right? So if you're a kid, and by kid I mean, you know, kid or kid at heart. I don't want any, like, 30-year-old, like, running over a 6-year-old on the way to, to do this for your mom. But if you're here and you're kind of like, oh, man, it's Mother's Day. I forgot, you know. Or if you just want to bless your mom, give her an extra special blessing, then this is for you. We're going to play a game called... The first one up here with, okay? And the title kind of explains what it does. The first one up here with, a blank, whatever it might be, you're going you're gonna to take this home to your mom. And we have about five or six of these. So we'll do it really quick. It'll go really fast. But if, if you want, like, come up with this thing. Ed Bootinger, you're way too old for this. I see you getting ready, man. I'm, you're way too old. But the first one up here with a family photo. 
a family photo. The first kid up here with a family photo will win this gift for your mom. It can be a photo on a phone. It could be a photo like they did in the old days. Christian's up here, but he doesn't quite have the photo. He's still looking for it. He's still searching for it. A family photo. Okay, there you go, Jaya. That's for you. Hey, nice work. Nice work. You'll be ready for the next one. Give him a hand. All right, next one. First one up here with, and this has nothing to do with your phone, but this is something moms tend to have. The first one up here with a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid. First one up here with a Band-Aid. It's, time is slipping. Time is slipping. You could actually have the Band-Aid on your person, and that counts, too. Hey, good work, buddy. You did it. Give that to your mom. All right, all right. You guys, you got to be quicker. You got to be quick at this game, all right? Now, this is something that every self-respecting mom may have. The first one up here with lipstick. Lipstick, right? Lipstick. First one up here with lipstick. Hey, great job. Good job. Give that to your mom. All right. Let's see what else we've got. I've got a whole bunch of these. Let's see. The first one up here with some sort of wipe or Kleenex. Some sort of wipe or Kleenex. What? You, you must have been ready for that. Good job, man. Good job. That was so quick. I think they're starting to get the idea and moms are anticipating like what's going to happen next. Okay. All right. Two more. Two more. The first one up here with... This is something my mom always had, and I was super grateful for this. A piece of gum. A piece of gum. First one up here with a piece of gum. It looks like it's going to be, wow, that was quick. Good work, man. Good work. Nice job. Okay, the last one, the last one. This is something, you never know when you're going to need this. The first one up here with a set of fingernail clippers. Fingernail clippers. Anybody got some fingernail clippers? Oh, nice work. It's on her keychain. That's amazing. Let's give a hand for moms. Good job. Good job, kids. All right. Listen, how many kids today, how many kids told your mom you love them today? Would you raise your hand? Awesome. If you didn't do that yet, make sure you do that today. Let them know you love them That'll mean more than anything in the whole world. Enjoy those special gifts. Now, kids, take out your notes. Just five minutes here. Take out your notes. Get a pencil or a pen. There's two things you're going to have to write down. Two things. Are you ready? We're in Ephesians chapter 6. This is what the Bible says. This is God's instructions to you kids. Kids, God says, I want you to be blessed. I want things to go good for you. And because I want them to go good for you, this is what you need to do. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. That means that if you do that, there's a promise that God will bless you. You see that? Kids, listen, when you're at dinner at lunch today with mom, I can tell you what will bless her socks off. You ready? 
You want to do this? You want mom just to go, oh my goodness, that is so precious. Here's how to do it. Tell them this, mom, obey is a good word. (laughs) Obey is a good word. It's not a bad word. It's good because when you do it, when you obey mom, good things happen. Better things happen for you and to you. That's God's promise. Now, it says to honor your mom. That word honor means to make important. To make him, How do you make mom important today? Is she important to you? How does she know? Okay, we're going to write these two things down. Here's how mom knows that you are, think she's so important that you honor her. You ready? The first one is thank mom every day for something. This is how we make moms important and honor them. Thank mom. Write it down. Thank mom every day for something. Now, do you want things to go good for you every day? Or do you want things just to go good for you today, kids? How about every day? Then that's why we thank mom every day. We honor her. So this week... Starting this afternoon, and then tomorrow, and again the next day, boys and girls, teenagers, listen, every day, make sure you go to mom and thank her for something. You're going to have to find out what to thank her for, but you thank her for something, okay? How many will agree to do that? Raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. We're not leaving until you raise your hands. Um, I want it to go well with you. Okay, good. All right, so we're thanking mom every day for something. Now, here's the second one. Are you ready? Obey mom every day in something. I say in something because you have to find out from mom what she wants you to obey her in. Obey mom. Okay, not parents, just kids. How often, kids? Okay, I heard one. How often? Okay, listen, the people on the radio can't hear you. Try again. Okay. Awesome, they heard that. Thank God, thank mom for something every day and obey mom in something every day. I promise you. I promise you. You say, what if mom's not parenting me right? You start obeying her, she will. She will. You leave that up to God. I promise you, if you thank her for something every day, you obey her in something every day, it will go well with you. You will be good. And by the way, so will mom. If you want to bless her and honor her, do those. Now go home and hang that on the fridge. Put it somewhere at home, right there where you can see it every day. And moms, you have permission, if it's been a couple days, to go, hmm, what's this thing on the refrigerator we have hanging here? Where did we get that? What does that mean? It reminds your kids, okay? We could try it for seven days a week. That would be a good start to making some real change. Honor your parents. Starting with your mom, honor your mom today on Mother's Day, kids. All right? Now, I'm going to ask all the kids in the room to meet Pastor Ben and his team in the back of the room. You guys just get up and go. We have some special gifts for mom, and we want you guys to go get them. We're going to use you guys to help hand these out, okay, to bless moms. So ever, all the kids, teenagers too, we're going to need a few extra hands. So if you're here, go on back. Okay, now while the kids are doing that, they need a few minutes to get ready. 
Moms, I'm just going to call your attention back to this wonderful promise that we have. That we want to rise up and bless you today. And we want to humbly exhort you to do the following. Those kids are looking for direction. In every owie on their knee and elbow, in every relationship that they form with other kids, preschool all the way on up, with every decision they have to make, with everything you involve them in, activity, listen carefully, they are looking for direction. They're like an arrow in your hands. And you put that arrow in the string called training up a child in the ways of the Lord. And then you aim that arrow looking to God. Listen, it's work sometimes. It's not always the easiest path. But moms, I promise you if you do this, this will be a blessing to you. You will find delight in the Lord. It will lighten your load. I promise you it's the, it's the better route Always in every situation, look to their heart. What is my child understanding in this situation? What is it they're thinking right now? You see, you've got to go deeper. What are they wanting to get and why? And then you enter into their world and you shepherd, like a shepherd shepherding sheep, their heart to say, well, why do you want that and what do you want? And by the way, this is what God wants. And if you will want what God wants, it will point your heart in the right direction. If you obey because the, God says it's right to obey, that's pointing them in the right direction. If you want the things of God and follow the things of God, he will reveal his purposes to you and protect you and give you a good life. That's shepherding their heart toward God. Now, it's easy to sit here in church and remember that and say, yeah, that's our job. As a mom, I need to shepherd my child's heart towards God. Where it gets tough is in the trenches, huh? Where it gets tough is when fur is flying and things are going crazy and you got to pick out toys out of the toilet because they fell in there and, right, wipe the snot off their noses and pack lunches. That's when it gets hard. You can find delight in the Lord even in those times. Kids, come on in. We have a special gift for you. It's, it's a flower. Flowers are beautiful. They smell nice, just like you moms. Beautiful and smell nice. Right? And you, God put you in our lives so that we can adore you and think, wow, how beautiful. How wonderful God's creation. Go ahead, guys. Okay, moms, if you raise your hand, that would help them out. They, they don't know who to give them to always. Moms, raise your hand nice and high. If you're a mom, okay, grandmas. Because if you're a grandma, you're a mom, right? It pretty much has to be. Okay? Come on in, kids. All right. Look at these beautiful flowers. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Every mom gets one. Now we have enough. We want everybody to be blessed. Now, do they have thorns on them? Be careful. If you got one with thorns, I guess that means you're a thorny mom. I don't know. Keep them coming. Awesome. Thank you guys for helping with that. Good helpers. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And moms, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. From the fruit of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. Let's spend some time in prayer. Let's thank the Lord for our moms and moms for our children and the gift of being a mom. Would you bow your heads with me and pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to just celebrate your gift, the gift of moms. Their love shows us of your unconditional, unfailing love. Their care paints for us a picture and lets us know how much you care for us. We thank you for those moms here in our room, our own moms. And moms, as the Lord is just refreshing you and recharging you, what an important, incredible task that you have. Your children are a heritage from the Lord. Go into the land, into their lives, and possess. Use all for the glory of God. Live his ways and train them up. And may God bless you richly and fill you and delight your heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Guys are going to come forward to help with the offering at this time. Let me just, uh, moms, dads, everybody, would you make sure that you have a chat card in your hand? They're found in the seat right in front of you. You put your name, contact information on that chat card. I'm trusting that God spoke to us here today. We looked at such wonderful, encouraging pictures of his love. And so did he speak to you? Did he reveal something to you? Are you thankful this morning for your mom? Write that on your chat card on the back if you would. Write it out in the form of a response and give it to God in the offering plate as it comes by in just a moment. Everybody is invited to put one of those cards in the offering plate. If you're a guest or a visitor with us this morning, this is your first time, you can take your chat card instead of putting it in the offering plate, take it back to the coffee connection where we have a free latte or espresso or coffee for you as a token of our appreciation that you came to be with us on Mother's Day. And for the rest of us, we give joyfully unto the Lord. This is the time of offerings. And offerings are not a time to apologize to people. I'm sorry, we have to take up your money. It's an opportunity to rejoice and say that we get to worship God through gifts. So put in the offering plate this morning a sacrificial gift. Do it joyfully unto the Lord as your obedience and your faith to trust him in all that he does for you. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for all that you've given us. Moms, our children, our grandchildren, thank you that we live in a rich land of abundance and we have food on the table and shelter, a great church today, and we give back to you because it's honoring to you for us to sacrifice and give and take this offering, Lord, and be pleased with it. Let it glorify your name and bring glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.